Hey everybody, we're at episode 5 of Playing with Squirrels, a Boy Meets World podcast. Uh, I am joined once again by my little brother Brian. Uh, you might remember him from episode 1 of this podcast. Uh, we will be discussing episode 5 now, uh, which aired today, October 22nd, 1993. And that episode is Killer Bees, is the name of this episode. Uh, Wu-Tang, Killer Bees, they on a swarm. Yes, <laughs> so, yes So this is the uh, kind of forgettable episode uh in which Corey convinces minkus to let him do the geography tournament because he wants to win the first place prize being a bat boy uh the only real subplot beyond that in this episode is eric wanting to go see aerosmith and being jealous that his parents are going as well um so let's rock through this episode the episode starts off in the classroom where we get the first of two reoccurring joke, uh, uh, the first of a two-part joke in which uh, Mr. Feeney's teaching class implies that someone did a very good job at something, and Corey from the back of the classroom goes, Minkus, right? It was Minkus. I bet it was Minkus. And in both times, it turned out to be... Minkus. Minkus. Um, got a, a little chuckle out of me the first time the second time i only left because you go they uh they already did that joke <laughs> yeah um what an episode the episode does focus on uh it's very briefly mentioned but it's a thing that i definitely remember which was being in school with super old out of date books mm-hmm where the teacher would constantly have to explain to us, like, you have to ignore this part of the book. Because, yeah. <laughs> like... And yeah. it, that was JFK just a... is going to be the longest-running president <laughs> we've had. <laughs> uh, I definitely remember that being a big... And they just, like, very briefly touch on it in the in the episode. Like, you'd think that in most shows that would be, like, the starting incident to the episode, and it would be, like about them trying to raise money to get more up-to-date books, but it's just kind of a throwaway statement about the education system. Yeah. There is no East Germany anymore. But the textbook says it's right next to West Germany. Yes, well, the textbook also says that Alaska and Hawaii will make fine states someday. (laughs) Things change, Mr. Matthews. Unfortunately, the Board of Education doesn't have the funds to keep up. Then how am I supposed to keep up? But let's talk about Aerosmith, because I find that particular segment of this episode... I find super relatable, because that was Dad's first concert, yeah. and my first concert. Wait, you Dad. saw Aerosmith? Yeah, Aerosmith and Kiss. That was my first concert ever. I knew ever. that it was Kiss. I didn't realize it was Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, can you think... I was thinking about this. There is, like, no other musician. And they tried, I think, unsuccessfully to have there be this joke where Eric's thinking of all these popular bands that are from his parents' age. Uh, like, he's naming, like, Elton John and... Led and, Zeppelin. And, yeah, Led Zeppelin and Eric Clapton and all that stuff. Um, really, Aerosmith's the only one that makes sense to me, because when you think about it, it's kind of insanity that Aerosmith continued to have hits for so many decades. Yeah. Like, they were massive in the 60s, they were massive in the 70s, they were massive in the 80s, they were massive in the 90s, and they had a couple hits in the in the 2000s. I mean, Armageddon just kind of kept them alive in the early 2000s. Even before that, though, like, Living on the Edge was a huge hit before that. 
um, Love in an Elevator. Love in an Elevator. Like, the, it's it's kind of... I'm not, like, the world's biggest Aerosmith fan in the world, but I super appreciate the staying power that that band has. And it's not like... It's not like when, like, the Rolling Stones had, like, a couple random hits in the 90s and it was just like, oh, yeah, those old guys. Like, they always felt young and relevant, which is, like, crazy. Yeah. No, they're awesome. What was the concert like that you went to? Was Did they play mostly old stuff or were you familiar with, like, a lot of the songs? Um, no, at the time, I mean, they played, like, Walk This Way. I, got, I actually got super sick. Yeah. And missed the second half of Aerosmith. So I only saw a Kiss. Um, <laughs> which was, you know... Which is pretty cool, I you guess. You saw your first set of boobs at that show, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> My first sets. <laughs> Multiples. A lot, lot, of, lot of boobs. Uh, as I got older, I realized that uh, wrinkles weren't so common on boobs. <laughs> I was just a child with a bunch of old, old women. Um, so, like, the most memorable part of that concert has nothing to do with Aerosmith. It was it was actually just when we were leaving... Um, <laughs> These kids had whippets. They had a nitrous can, and they were and they were making whippets by the minivan. And my dad got really, our dad got very upset. And he gets in the car and he's like, "I got a mind to call the cops." And then his friend Rob was in the back seat with a big old balloon. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still love that story. Um, so that that's, I mean, we're gonna come back to that as we go through this episode because I got some notes about the the wrap up of that Aerosmith subline uh, subplot. Can we talk about Minkus's cool kid clothes? Yeah. I love, I love the suspenders. <laughs> it's it's the most insane, like, cliched, this is what a cool kid in the 90s looks like yeah. outfit. Um, which I think was absurd even at that time. Like, it was over the top. Because the crowd reacts kind of with a laugh and I don't think it's just because it's a geeky kid in cool kids clothes it's because like that is beyond over the top he's dressed like all three members of TLC simultaneously yeah just mash just a mash of <laughs> three of the uh, TLC um and then this is the second week in a row in which the crowd loses their mind at the mention of Beavis and Butthead like like as if Beavis and Butthead walked out and did a guest spot on the yeah. episode yeah, wow. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go home and watch Beavis and Butthead. And the crowd's like, woo! Great reference. <laughs> like, I also watch that. <laughs> um, so then we cut to inside the house. Uh, that, that whole sequence happens as Corey is studying like crazy and is learning all types of stuff, specifically about Hawaii and how it used to be, the Sandwich Isles, because of the Earl of Sandwich who invented the sandwich, which I'd love to know how one invented the sandwich. I mean, I think people were just kind of eating peanut butter and jelly off their hands for a yeah, while. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, what was bread used for? Like, someone was just like, you know what? Bread. Yeah. That's the secret. That's I don't have any. Secret. I don't have any plates. I'm going to take this bread. I'm going to put my food on it, and then it, I don't. I mean, whoever did it, I'm very grateful for. Yeah, it no, no. I mean, at 27 years on this earth, if if my food can be put in a sandwich form, I do it. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. And that's a guy who cares about his health, and he's still just like, screw it, can't do it without bread. No, no. <laughs> um, so, speaking of food, uh, there's a scene where they're sitting at the dinner table, and that's what I noticed, I'm not sure if you caught this, they eat with the back door open. And I saw it in the background and thought that someone was going to walk in, but that never happened. Also, if you hear, like, birds and stuff, we decided to record this outside, it's a nice day, Brian's in town, 
Uh, it's probably going to start getting a lot colder soon, so I figured I'd take advantage of the nice back patio at my parents' house and, uh, and do this. There was two really funny moments in this episode for me. And the first one is at the actual geography tournament. Uh, Corey's got all this confidence that he's going to do fine, and then it's just a jump cut to the middle of the tournament, and it's complete panic on his face. Such a funny, such a funny, funny uh, transition. <laughs> such a funny transition. That was yeah. That was the first time I really laughed. I slightly smirked a few times. I mean, episode. I feel like the first season of Boy Meets World is a whole lot of slightly smirks at best. Like, at it's, best. That's what the show should just be referred to as, is Boy Meets Slight Smirk. Yeah, just um, you know, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. And Corey obviously uh, loses the tournament. Um, it should be noted that the only reason Corey wanted to be in this tournament to begin with is because first place was that you got to be a Bat Boy at the World Series, which is such a weird prize for that particular tournament. Yeah. Um, which is made apparent at the end where the winner the girl who won has no clue what a bat boy even is and even says that's a dumb prize uh which i just think that's a weird prize in the first place for any any event to just be like you know what we're gonna fly a kid out and he's gonna hand bats to baseball players in the world series yeah which i actually really respect about this show because this was obviously before now more and more shows do it but i feel like boy meets world was one of the first shows I used to watch that that was very self-aware yeah. that it was a TV show. Yeah. And anytime it was something that was like, well, that doesn't make sense. They yeah. made sure to make like a Yeah, they definitely pulled it, it out. Yeah. Um, so we got to talk about this this uh, the 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 closing to the to the Aerosmith scene. Cuz I got a lot of issues with this. Um, first of all, Eric's Eric's date Heather is fine. She is a good-looking chick. Yeah, she was on the Norm show. She was one of she was the love interest to a character on Norm Macdonald's show, The Norm Show. Because okay, so uh, I was like, man, successful. she looks. I was like, she looks super familiar, uh, and that's because I've been watching The Norm Show. That You're I, the only person that'd be like, that's the girl from The Norm Show. <laughs> uh, her name's Nikki Cox. She is sitting on the couch, and Eric is just really going over the top. Being like, a dick. Yeah, like you'd think that that would be the like, oh, I've dropped off my date. Yeah. And now let me come home and like, like scenario for me if i went on a really bad date and mom and dad wouldn't stop calling me during said bad date i would take the girl home Mm -hmm. and then come home and be like yo brian you won't believe what mom and dad did while i was on this date yeah i definitely wouldn't have that breakdown in front of the date yeah (laughs) and then and then she like goes in to make out with him he just did like a five minute temper tantrum so I try not to look down at Rose CC because Heather and I are having a pretty good time, you know? But I can't help looking. Your mom and dad sitting in Rose CC? No. Mom and dad are dancing in the aisles. Come on, Eric. I think your parents are really cool. Oh, good. I'm the lucky boy with the cool parents. You know, I was sitting on your dad's shoulders. It was adorable. I don't want adorable parents. Corey, you want adorable parents? Nope. I just want them to make me lunch and pick me up from camp. <laughs> it's Will Friedel, man. <laughs> uh, there, there's this really great build-up to where they think... They make you believe that Dad is about to just, like, lose his shit on on Eric. And uh, in the end, he just says, The dad that you want is the dad that I had. So you're stuck with 
the dad that I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those... I, I think that every generation of kids... Um, I feel like you're constantly trying to be not quite the dad that you had. Not necessarily that you dislike the dad that you had. But you know what I mean? Like, you look at even our father. But our dad tries to, like, be a little bit more open about his emotions as of late. Yeah. And then you look at, like, you and I, and we're... I feel like both of us, like, if we had kids, would be, like, those those dads that would uh, be very involved in, like, wanting to make sure that that kid was just, like, the happiest kid possible and, like, give him hugs all the time and be like, I love you! I love you so much! And, like, and then that kid would be like, I don't want that in my life. I'm gonna be a very stoic... Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, just, like, the circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was watching, I was nervous, like, wow, like... Our parents are those cool parents. You they know? are. Like, we have the cool parents. Like if, and the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, you know, if uh, if if our lives were set in like a National Lampoon's movie, like Dad is like the type of dad that would just like be banging the girl that I have a crush on. You know, I I wouldn't go that far. I would. I've always said that our dad. I mean, the the comparison I always make is our dad is is the dad from the Goldbergs, but in a in a film version of our lives our dad is is jim's dad from from american pie i feel like he's i would not say i feel like he's that guy who just has the inappropriate story and like kind of the wrong advice all the time (laughs) it's like hitting a tennis ball against the wall it's fun it's fun (laughs) but it's not not a a game game. (laughs) (laughs) um so there's two more moments that i think are important to mention with this episode uh, after last week where there was really no Feeney speech or anything, this week there's not a huge Feeney speech, but there's a huge Feeney moment. And I, I'm not even going to bother playing the audio clip because it's just two words. But Corey goes up to Feeney and apologizes to him for, for blowing it and not winning the, the big trophy because for five years in a row he's won this this. So how long has Minkus been in school? Well, no, Minkus, this was the first year with Minkus. Ah, he was yeah. saying every year he has had a student that he took to this thing, and that student brought home the, the gold. Um, so on the wall, there's five trophies in a blank space where the sixth trophy would go. Uh, and Corey, you know, apologizes that he just couldn't do it. He studied as hard as he could, and they have nothing to show for it. And Feeney hands him his latest test. And Corey sees that he aced it. And... Uh, getting choked up here. <laughs> no. uh, and then Feeney walks up to the blank space and he hangs the, the, the test on there and he looks at Corey and he says, we won. And uh, it's moments like that. I always remember hearing an interview with the actor who played Feeney where he said, I don't, he wouldn't take the role at first because he was afraid that they wanted just to depict him as the mean-spirited, bumbling teacher out to ruin kids' lives. And the, the creator said, no, no, no. I want to highlight how important a teacher is in a kid's growth. Yeah. And, like, that moment is, I think, the biggest moment where you really see that, at the end of the day, Feeney just wants to see these kids reach their goals. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a huge thing throughout the rest of the series. This is, like, a really big moment where that's revealed, though. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So I'm just going to play the audio clip here because I feel like if we even try to re- recreate the moment, we'll blow it. 
the funniest moment in this entire episode is during the closing credits. <laughs> Corey's watching watching the World Series and the girl who won storms the field with a giant sign and the banter back and forth between the announcers is so good and it reminds me of something in the second uh, the second season. There are two outs and Barry Bonds steps up to the plate. The pitcher winds up. And wait, wait, wait a minute, Ed. It looks like the bat boy is running out onto the field. She seems to be carrying a banner, and she's holding it up, John. Gosh, Ed, what's it say? It says, get France out of the Tuamotus. Where are the Tuamotus, Ed? Well, I guess they're in France, John. Hey, you know, I always thought the Tuamotus were the indigenous peoples of Tierra del Fuego. Oh, no, John. Those are the Yagans. The first two seasons have these random moments and episodes that hint to what, like, the humor of the show would eventually become. And I think this is one of those. And the other one I think of is when Mr. Feeney plays the cassette tape of his boat cruise with the Jamaican band. <laughs> is that the what's your name George Feeney <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well it starts off he goes alright for this next song we're gonna need someone's name hey you with the mustache <laughs> what's your name George Feeney <laughs> um, oh, so we already kind of went through uh, last time you were on the show the history that you've had with Boy Meets World but uh let me ask you this one. What is your fondest Boy Meets World episode moment? Like, what is the episode moment that you find yourself quoting the most or referencing the most or just, like, thinking back very fondly of? Wow. That's a tough one. That yeah, is, there's there's a ton that pop up. Yeah, like, there's... Uh... There's there's the underpants, yeah. obviously. That's a, that's a given. Um, I would probably have to say, like... Out of all of them, there's a bunch. There's there, there's so many. I wouldn't necessarily say. Yeah, I guess quotable. It'll always be the um, the Halloween episode um, when with the South Park references and, and and when it's like the Scream type episode because I randomly have crystal clear memories and like I have a I have a crystal clear memory of that nut, like the the premiere of that episode watching TGIF. Um, you know, because it was weird. I thought growing up that I didn't really have any friends. Um, and then I kind of realized that we didn't really have any friends as a, we were as a unit. In... Yeah. <laughs> it was that on a Friday night. It was all four of us. All four of us would sit and we would just watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Boy Meets World, and then every failed show that they tried to throw oh, yeah. in there, like Teen, Teen Angel. <laughs> Teen Angel needs to get a DVD release. That show, I have a feeling that that show probably is not even... Not even just holds up, but is probably even funnier than I remember it being if I had a chance to rewatch it. Just, yeah, I mean, because all I really remember is, is I remember that he doesn't deal with God, he deals with the, God's brother, Rod. Yeah. And the whole way that he became an angel was just eating a three-year-old cheeseburger. <laughs> he found underneath the bed. And I, I, so I remember that, and I remember that his friend, when he comes to his friend as a teen angel, he very excitedly is like, oh, dude. 
check it out. There's even a warning label on the bags now. And it says, like, don't eat three-year-old cheeseburgers found under beds. <laughs> like, oh, what a great show. It was from the one of the creator, uh, like, one of the South, uh, not South Park, one of the Simpsons writers. Really? So I think that that's what, like, it had that absurdist humor to it. Then there was You Wish that I didn't think was nearly as funny, the Genie show. Yeah, no. But Teen Angel was, man, Teen Angel needs a DVD. I... I one time tweeted at Shout Factory and just said, yo, put Teen Angel on DVD. They never wrote back. <laughs> no, because they're probably like, what the hell is Teen Angel? <laughs> um, I'm sure Sabrina doesn't hold up. Well, the biggest problem with Sabrina is that I definitely remember Salem the Cat looking a lot cooler yeah. as a kid. And then I watched a couple old episodes and I'm like, that is some shit-ass puppeteering right yeah, there. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But they also had the uh, the midget from Creeps yeah. in the lot as a reoccurring <laughs> character. He was in love with uh, Zelda, I think it was. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I, I think that it's funny, and, and we're going to get... I, I like when the show is a family member, because we always get a little personal. And that's why I want to get Julie on this show really badly. Um, but it's funny, because I think about our TGIF time together, and I think it's weird. At that time, we got along like pretty well. Like That yeah. was like our day. Like I remember not wanting to make a lot of Friday night plans because I looked forward to watching TGIF with my with my siblings. Yeah. And watching Snick with all the cousins at Grandmom Gephardt's house. But then there was like that period where we all hated each other and we're like super mean to each other. And now it's kind of cool because I wish that junior high and high school we could have had the relationship that we have now. Yeah. Um man, that is a loud cricket. Super loud cricket. In the middle of the day. <laughs> I believe in Man in Black, it's referred to as the super noisy cricket. <laughs> Get wicked on you. <laughs> um, but that's uh, that's all I really have to say. Do you have anything else to sign off on? Is there anything um, that's worth people checking out with the stuff that you do? I know you do the Pop Thieves productions, right? Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's um, so I've been I've been writing um, a lot. I, I released I, re- I released one skit, and that's the only skit that that that's currently on there. Um, I gotta so, pull those other ones for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we might we might put some old ones on there. Uh, I'm in the works with my roommate. I really just want to do a mass release. Like now, I'm I'm super excited for the actually probably probably by the time this episode airs, uh, because like you, I'm a I'm a huge horror movie fan. Um, so I have a lot of creativity with horror movie skits, and I really don't think that people would, it would go over well not in the right season. So since it's coming up to October, I have a few. Um, you're just going to do, like, a mass drop of them? Yeah, I have a... Well, there's one that is, uh... Is this the one you one, told me about? It's the one I told you about. Yeah, that you one's know? a little rocky. That's, that one's going to be handled... That has to be handled a very specific, over-the-top way. Well, I think that's going to be one of the ones that, uh... I find super funny, you know? And it's it's probably going to get, like, two likes, and it's going to be my Facebook and then Pop Thieves' Facebook, which is both <laughs> operated by me. Uh, <laughs> That so so we'll see. I mean, I'm just like you told me. Right, do the shit that you want to watch. I, so there's ones where I'm like, people will find this funny, and there's one where it's like, you know what? I want to do this. So I'm gonna do it, and it, it's definitely rocky. It's definitely uh, interesting. Yeah. But, but whatever. We'll see what happens. Yep. Well, uh, I'll make sure to when I post this episode, also post a link to the uh, the YouTube or Facebook page. Facebook you don't page. put a, you don't do we YouTube. don't do YouTube. No. People are too mean on there. You no, can um, comments, you know. no, no, it's just, uh, I got tired of, we used to do both, and then it's just, you, you get the mixed 
likes and views, and it's better just to have one spot right. to better track who's actually watching it. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. It was good to, join, uh, good to see you, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Playing With Squirrels. Well, I'll be back. Brian will be in California, or Florida. Florida. But I'll be back with another uh, Playing With Squirrels, a Boy Meets World podcast. Hey, Minkus. Who owns the two emotives? France. <laughs> she would have brought home the big six, wouldn't he? Very likely. Well, I want you to know that I tried my hardest. Did you? Do you really feel you gave it your best? That you studied as hard as you possibly could? Yeah, I do. You know, Mr. Matthews, many 15th century explorers believed that geography meant taking their little boat as far as it could go before it fell off the earth. You have pushed yourself to your farthest latitudes. And not only did you not topple over the edge, but I believe together we have charted new territory. What's this? That is this week's geography exam. I got an A? Yes, it's an A. Congratulations, Mr. Matthews. We won. <laughs>